And the key thing is that they're ready for change, that the status quo is no longer acceptable. They're high growth companies. They have the right product in the right market, but there are problems that have been intractable and they're ready to solve them. So it's more a question of, are you ready to really dig in and solve the problems? Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest, Mitchell York, is a professional EOS implementer. He helps leadership teams gain clarity in their vision, goals, and processes so they can get what they want from their business. The entrepreneur operating system can be applied to almost any business, and Mitch has worked with clients in a range of different industries. Prior to becoming a coach, Mitch had a successful corporate career as a senior executive with high-growth companies. Most notably, he was the president of LendingTree in its startup phase, creating processes and procedures to help the company position itself for rapid growth. GE Capital, which invested $50 million in LendingTree, said the company's processes were the best they'd ever seen for a startup. Mitch has helped us implement EOS at Midland, and I'm looking forward to sharing the conversation we had. Well, hello, everybody. I'm here with Mitchell York. Thanks for joining us today, Mitch. Great to be with you, Larry. Yes, thank you. Listen, I told people in the introduction that you're a professional EOS implementer. What was your path that led you to this, to being a professional EOS implementer? I've been a professional certified coach for entrepreneurial companies for about 18 years. Before that, I was in corporate management and executive management of a number of high growth companies. And what led me to EOS was that a few years ago, one of my financial advisor clients who I coach told me that they were doing this thing called EOS. I had no idea what it was. I read this book called Traction by Gina Wickman. Very good book. It, I've read it myself. It was life-changing <laughs> for me. And, and I read this book, and then I remember when I put the book down, I read it, I think, in two sittings. And then I put my head in my hands, and I said, oh, my God, I've got to change my entire arc of what I do professionally, because EOS takes this very comprehensive foundational approach to working with companies and, and getting them on the right track versus kind of the traditional coaching model, which is a little bit piecemeal and the problem of the moment. So that led me to it. And I've been headed in that direction for a number of years now, very, very constructively and positively. So so interestingly enough, you didn't use EOS or implement it when you were involved in these high growth companies. Well, EOS has been around for about 18 years, so I wish I had had, had that's it. What I was, that's where I was getting to. <laughs> I would have been happier and they would have grown faster because a lot of the problems that we had were, were solvable through EOS. The companies were very successful, but sometimes in spite of themselves, not because we had any kind of a, an operating system in the business. Right. So listen, for those people that don't know what EOS is or what it's about, can you tell us and give us a little background about what that means, what EOS even stands for? Sure. EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It was developed about 18 or so years ago 
by this fellow Gino Wickman, and he had been in his father's family business. He went into that business to do a turnaround of the company, which he did, sold it after a number of years, and then went on to other entrepreneurial ventures. And in the course of doing that, he was a co-founder of the entrepreneurs organization EO chapter in Detroit. And what he found was in, in talking and getting to know all these entrepreneurs that everybody had the same hundred problems. A business is business. Product, service doesn't really matter. They're all the same set of problems, but there's no way to figure out how to resolve them in a comprehensive way. So over time, he put these things together in a model that suggested that Problems that companies have in this high growth stage are the result of weakness in one or more of six key components. And then he started to, once he realized that every problem that people were bringing to him would fit into one of these buckets, then he started to develop the tools in each one of those components that would help solve problems related to each one. And that became EOS. And now it's been implemented by professional implementers like me and over 9,000 companies around the world. And the book Traction has sold over a million copies and it just keeps accelerating. More and more people, I'm always shocked when someone says, oh yeah, I know all about EOS. It's a surprise <laughs> to me, but that's yeah. How, that's so I mean, that, that's amazing that basically you think about a company having issues, concerns, and problems. And basically what he's now done is boiled those all down to six main areas that potentially every problem can fit into. Yes. And it makes it a lot easier to solve because of that, because it's really not unique in every problem is not necessarily unique. I mean, the problem may be, but the solutions or how you go about it are very similar. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. So what do you do? You say you're an EOS implementer. So what exactly does that mean? What's your involvement as an implementer? Well, it usually starts with, I'll be introduced to or come in contact with the owner of a business. Most of my clients are 2 million to 50 million in revenue, about 10 to 250 employees. And one way or another, I'll come in contact with an owner. And what I do when I talk to them initially is I offer to do a 90-minute overview. I teach them the tools of EOS to, to the owner and their leadership team. And if they understand and like what I'm talking about, we then can engage in a series of full day sessions where I teach them in depth the tools of EOS and how to apply it in their individual companies. So EOS is implemented through a series of full day sessions with the owner and the leadership team. And then over time, they push EOS down into all parts of the company. I work with the leadership team, but I teach them how to do all the EOS features and tools with the rest of their company. Is it something that you can do if I'm a business and I want to implement the EOS platform, I read traction, I'm enamored by it. I'm like, wow, this could really help and have a positive impact on my business. Is that something that without having an implementer that I could just go ahead and start putting into place within my practice? Or is an implementer necessary to do that? Many, many thousands of companies have implemented EOS on their own. 
There's no requirement that you hire a professional implementer. What happens in many cases is that companies will self-implement, really get themselves educated, and then after a certain point, realize that, hey, you know, we can't really have one person who's the internal EOS guru because that's not their job. And also what tends to happen sometimes is companies, they start with as pure an implementation as they can, but then they drift away from it slightly. And if you take a one degree navigation off course, after a while, it's a very big distance. And so then they tend to want to do it right. And I often brought into a company that's quite familiar with EOS because they want to do it professionally. They've reached a certain point, but now they're ready for serious professional implementation. Which I would imagine it makes it easier for you because they're already at the point where they see the value in this. It's like anything else, right? You decide to start working out, you start getting in shape, and then you veer off course a little bit. And then having that coach, that workout coach, will help you stay and get back on course. So you have somebody who's committed, understands the process. It's really just helping them continue to stay on course and operate in the proper fashion, I guess. I would say that I've had as many clients who are brand new to EOS. And the key thing is that they're ready for change, that the status quo is no longer acceptable. They're high growth companies. They have the right product in the right market, but there are problems that have been intractable and they're ready to solve them. So it's more a question of, are you ready to really dig in and solve the problems? Right. It doesn't really matter to me if you've had some exposure to EOS or not. And I've had many clients where they'd never heard of EOS before they came in contact with me. So it doesn't matter either way, actually. Right. From somebody who may not know what EOS is and what it's all about, it seems like, well, from a business perspective, there might be a huge time commitment, a huge energy commitment in order to implement it effectively. How long does it take from starting the process to getting EOS implemented and kind of filtered down through the entire business? It varies by company, but we like to have a client company at least mentally commit to a two-year time frame. One of the things about how I work is I have no contracts with anyone. No one ever signs anything with me. And also all of my session fees, I don't get paid unless they say at the end of a session that they got value. If they got value, I ask them to pay me. If not, they don't pay me. So that's sort of an unusual arrangement. Sure. But they start using EOS immediately. So we do a first session, a first full day session. It's called Focus Day. And it has a very strict, rigid agenda. And I teach very specific tools. And they start to use those tools immediately. And then 30 days later, roughly 30 days later, we do the second full day, which is called Vision Building Day. And then 30 days after that, we do the second Vision Building Day. So what I do is I teach them the foundational tools three times in 60 days, roughly 60 days. Now they've really got it. They've got the tools. We work through a lot of their vision, their longer-term plans, and then we meet quarterly and once a year for a two-day strategic retreat. And I stay as long as they want me to stay. If after the first day they say, that was great, we got this, we'll call you if we need you, they can do that. If they want me to stay beyond two years, that's fine. Key thing is that I don't embed myself into the organization. I'm not looking to become a consultant that's like a parasite to the organization. After two years, they will know as much about EOS as I do, and that's what I want. And I work with them on how to make EOS sticky within the organization. That happens, that starts roughly after the third full day session. Then we start to plan how to get the rest of the business, every department running on EOS as well. 
And to be clear, it doesn't mean that they should expect to wait two years before they start seeing results and positive things happening from implementing the EOS system. How quickly after implementation, that first meeting that you're having, is there an expectation that, hey, we're going to see things running smoother, better, faster, more efficient? How long? They're going to see that after the first 90-minute overview I give them, where I give them some tools. So for example, I'm going to show them how to create the right structure for their company for the next 6 to 12 months, and I do that in the very first 90-minute overview meeting that we have. I'm going to show them how to create a really great company scorecard, a weekly scorecard of the key data points that they need to measure in their business. I'm going to give them an agenda for the ultimate team meeting that we call a level 10 meeting every week that is on target and is focused on issue solving. So I'm going to give them all these things right away, which they can start to implement right away, whether they work with me or not. In that first full day session, I go in depth and they're using those tools right away. So it's immediate. It's not like a slow time release drug. It's immediate. All right. Well, that's great. I mean, listen, business owners have a tendency to be a little impatient, I guess. So so I think that the fact that they don't have to wait two years and they're going to start seeing immediate results certainly is a big bonus for them. And in fact, what we do, by the way, is at the beginning, before we do that first initial focus day, I have my clients complete a five-minute assessment that we call the organizational checkup. And it's 20 questions, but they grade themselves on where they are at the moment in the organization on lots of different dimensions. And then at when we do the our first quarterly which would be roughly 150 days five six months after that first full day session they do it again and we go through it again and they can see their own improvement and how they've done and it's always miraculous they see it very visually sure it's very eye-opening for them You talked about earlier the EOS model. What is that? What are those six areas that most, well, I guess we can say all problems or concerns that a business have kind of flow into? What are those six areas? The six key components, it starts with vision, which means having everybody in the organization on the same page, understanding what the company does, who it does it for, why it does it, and where it's headed. You can't have a good company if everybody has a different opinion of what this company's right. in business to do. That's number one. Number two is people. You have to have great people to have a great company. Third component is data. That means running the business by the numbers instead of hunches and opinions. Mm-hmm. The fourth component is what we call the issues component, and that's about a process for solving issues as they arise instead of having them linger month after month, year after year. The fifth component is process, and that means having processes documented and followed by everybody in a simple way. And the sixth component is what we call the traction component, and that has to do with execution and critical tools for execution. And when we visualize that the EOS model, it's a circle, vision is on the top, traction is on the bottom, and it looks like a wheel. So traction is where the rubber meets the road, literally. We like to say that vision without traction is hallucination. (laughs) So you've got to be able to execute, and EOS at its essence is all about execution. That's funny because I've seen that circle, I've seen the wheel, and I never put two and two together that the traction piece was at the bottom and there there was any uh, 
purpose to it looking yep. that way. Mm-hmm. So basically anything that you're looking at from a company perspective, for any business owner that's out there that says, hey, I, you know, I have these problems, whatever they are, you're saying everyone, if we wrote those down, we could draw a line from there to one of these six key areas and say, this is the area that we would fall into. And this is how we would end up going ahead and solving the problem or looking at the problem. Any problem that a business owner has is the result of weakness in one or more key components of the EOS model, and you could map it that way. The way we roll it out is it is very straightforward. We start with the tools. We don't do it component by component. We start by teaching foundational tools, and then we go into the vision of the company, and we compartmentalize all of this in a two-page strategic plan called the Vision Traction Organizer, which just answers eight key questions that every company needs to answer. And I'll tell you what they are if you want to know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, I think the funny thing is before you go into that, I think most people think strategic plan and they think like a uh, tome, you know, hundreds of pages. So I think it's interesting alone that it's a two-page document, right? It's amazing to be able to consolidate that into two pages. So we work through a series of exercises in our sessions to answer these eight questions. The first is, what are your core values? And core values are those three to six fundamental principles of how you operate the company that you use to hire, train, motivate, compensate, and fire people. Everyone has to meet those. The second question, question is, what is your core focus? What's the purpose, cause, or passion of your business? And what's your niche? The why of what you do and the what of what you do. Third question is, what's your 10-year target? A long, in-the-distance number, your big, hairy, audacious goal that you'd like to get to. The fourth is your marketing strategy. Who's your target market? Their demographic, geographic, psychographic characteristics. What are your three uniques? The things that make you stand out. What's your proven process? Do you have a brand promise or guarantee? The fourth question is, what is your three-year picture? The word picture is very intentional. What will the business look like in three years in your mind? The next question is, what's your one-year plan? The three to seven most critical goals that have to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound that you need to achieve in the next year in order to be on target for your three-year picture and your 10-year target. And finally, your rocks, which are 90-day goals. I won't get into why they're called rocks, but your three to seven 90-day goals for the business. And the reason we have three to seven and not three to 27 is that if everything's important, nothing's important. So we're very strict about that piece of it. And number eight is what are your issues? And most companies, when I talk to them in that 90 minute meeting, I'll say, do you have an issues list? And they'll say, what's that? Right. And I'll say, it's a list of your issues. You know, it's a written, but it's written down. Right. And no, I've got it all in my head. I've got it on sticky notes. I don't have an issues list. So for your listeners, like if you do nothing else and you run a company, have an issues list. Because if you have an issues list, then you can have a methodology behind it to solve the issues. So those are the eight key questions that we answer. Yeah, we've been implementing EOS into our practice here at Midland Financial. And the issues list is incredibly helpful. I've told all the employees here, if they're there's an issue and we can't solve it within that first hour and you can't figure it out, I want to see it on that issues list come our Tuesday meeting, which is when we have our level 10 meeting. It's interesting. You went through a lot of things there, eight questions, and there sounds like a lot of information to get boiled down, but it really only gets boiled down to two pages, which is fantastic because it's easy and it's manageable. You don't have to comb through 10, 20, 100 pages to figure out what the company's looking to do. It's two pages. Anybody can 
can read it and understand it, Exactly. Right? And the idea is that when the leadership team has that information, then you have to share it with everybody. The owner and the leadership team have to get in front of the employees, whether you have 10 employees or 100 or 200 employees, every quarter, once a quarter, and say, guys, here are our core values. Here's our core focus. Here's our marketing strategy, our 10-year target, our three-year picture, our one-year plan. And to the point where people should be able to say themselves what the core values are. Right. Yeah. So that's why we do it that way. Are there any hurdles that can't be solved through EOS? Yes, there's actually only one. Okay. The only hurdle that can't be solved is if you don't have the right product in the right market, EOS is not going to be very useful to you. That's it. Okay. That's it. But will EOS help you figure that out? No. No. Okay. (laughs) That's up to you. So that's up to you. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But everything else can fall into one of those categories and basically be worked through the EOS process. Are there any types of businesses that are ideal candidates for considering EOS? I mean, is it more inclined for one industry over another? It is really agnostic. I mean, I have many clients in financial services and, you know, financial advisory and wealth management businesses in businesses like payroll, light manufacturing, the arts, a nonprofit. It is completely agnostic according to industry. Even a nonprofit is a business. They all have the same common denominators that don't have to do with the thing that they make or the service that they provide. Interesting. Interesting. So what do you think or what do you know? If I'm a business owner considering this, thinking about it or starting to implement it, what are some of the biggest benefits? Are there maybe the top three biggest benefits to the business that they'll see after EOS is implemented? Sure. I mean, a couple of benefits that you'll see is you're going to increase First of all, your owner's lifestyle. Owners tend to walk around with a million problems in their head and anxieties. And unless you enjoy working 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week and having all this resistance meet you, and if the fun is in battling all the demons, then have at it. But if you'd rather just focus on having a great company with fewer distractions and less resistance. It improves the lifestyle of the owner and the leadership team. That is absolutely number one. Number two is it's going to increase revenue and profits if those are issues that you care about. I haven't met a business owner yet that didn't care a lot about revenue and profits because it's going to eliminate problems quickly, put you on the path to better results. It's also going to increase the enterprise value of the business over time. A lot of people will implement EOS because somewhere down the road, three years, five years, 10 years, they're looking for an exit strategy. And what a buyer wants to see is that you have a turnkey business with process, methodology, and everyone understanding. I've been through merger and acquisition types of conversations, and people who are buying a business will talk to employees and they'll get a sense of whether people share the right, the common core values. And they'll even get a sense of what what business do you think you're, what are you doing here? And what is your function? And what are your particular roles? All of that gets defined. If you don't have EOS or some operating system that answers the same questions, 
everyone's going to say something slightly different and the buyer's going to scratch their head and go, hmm, this company doesn't really have it all together. We got a lot of work to do. They may still buy the company, but the price is going to have a discount attached. Yeah, you're not going to have that alignment that you're going to see there. And you know what? As you were talking about the benefits, I started thinking about what I think is a fairly popular show, Undercover Boss, right? Yes. I haven't thought about this in advance before we started talking about this. This is kind of like why the bosses, if you will, or the CEOs go on Undercover Bosses to find out this information to kind of make their company better. And it sounds to me like if they were going down or implementing EOS, to many degrees, you don't have to do that undercover boss kind of it's, event. It's, it's over the covers. It's over the cover <laughs> boss because what we talk about is openness and transparency, starting with the leadership team. Leadership teams need to be open, honest, vulnerable with each other, willing to just say it. Those are the things that create the right atmosphere in a company where there aren't secrets just in terms of operation and people. And it can be touchy sometimes. I've been in sessions with leadership teams where there are tears, where there's yelling, where sometimes someone who is on the leadership team after one or two or three sessions winds up no longer being on the leadership team and everybody else winds up breathing a sigh of relief because now they have the right people in the right seats, which is the biggest obstacle to having success. Yeah, many times it could be one individual that's upsetting the apple cart, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. This is the Midland Money Mindset. So is there, and I think you alluded to it a little bit, but I think let's be a little bit more upfront about it, if you will. Is there a specific mindset that either the owner or if there is a leadership team in place has to have in order to be willing to go down the path of EOS? Yes, there most definitely is. The mindset has to be that there are no sacred cows, that they will embrace change The status quo is not acceptable, and they're willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable with each other and to be able to put it all out there. I mean, those are the requirements. If leadership teams in an EOS session room aren't willing to really be open and honest, the magic doesn't happen. We have everybody read uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni, which is a great book to read or listen to to understand what makes teams not work, lack of trust lack of commitment, things like that are the things that hold up leadership teams. So EOS is a way of shining a light on all those infirmities to get it to a point of being strong. And that's the basis for company growth. Have you started down the path where you think that there isn't the right mindset within a company and then you get to that first or second meeting and it's really apparent to you that they don't have this right mindset and you're smoking out some of those issues and all of a sudden you have to say, hey, listen, we could go down this path, but you guys don't have or gals don't have the right mindset to really get the value here. And then they have to fundamentally take care of those problems before moving forward. Has that happened? What happens is when I see conflict and tension, when I'm doing a session, if I think people are dancing around it, there's this expression we use that Lencioni uses called entering the danger. Okay. Which is funny because that's very counter-cultural for me. I grew up in a family of 
non-communicators. And to be able to look at a group and say, I'm just going to call it like I see it. I'm going to raise this point that I think that you guys are not being honest with each other. And I really think you need to be or think about that if you're going to be successful. In every case that I've been in, given permission, people will do it because they're paying money to do this. And I've never had to say, you know, I think we're done here. But if someone, if a group said, you know, we're just not ready to have that conversation, I'd have to say, well, we'll have to take a pause until you are, because I can't help if you're not willing to be honest. Yeah, I would imagine the reality is they already know what the issue is. They always know. They They (laughs) always know. They're just afraid to talk about it and do something about it. Do you get the sense any time that you think that they brought you in so you'd be the guy that brings it out? Always. Always. They always know that we can't do this by ourselves and for lots of different reasons. And so when they understand the value of having an impartial third party, I'm told that directly from owners. You can say this and I can't. Right. And they're right. Okay. That's great. Well, listen, Mitch, we end every show with asking everybody the same question, and that is, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? I do as I do every day, bring my wife a cup of coffee in bed, and then my granddaughter who lives 15 steps away, I cook her breakfast. That's awesome. That is all the joy in the world that I need. Listen, I could see how that could get you started off on the right foot for sure. So thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your time. We've enjoyed implementing the EOS process. We're seeing some significant benefits from it. And I encourage other companies to consider it as well. If people want to find you, we'll have the information in the show notes as well. Where would they go to find out more about you and EOS? Easiest thing is my website, which is York, my last name, dot coach, York.coach. I'll see everything there. Great. Well, listen, Mitch, it's been a pleasure again. Thanks again for joining us and make it a great day. Thanks, Larry. I want to thank Mitchell York for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. Mitch has taken his knowledge of EOS and his passion for processes and has helped many businesses become more efficient, poised for greater growth, and help owners enjoy their business more. EOS has helped Midland, and I suggest you visit york.coach or find Mitch on LinkedIn to learn more if you feel this may be a good fit for you or your business. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.